0: So, good evening, sisters. Um, here we are again for a fortnight, fortnightly fellowship. It's kind of an old English word that means every two weeks. So, I think the last time we met was two Saturdays ago. Tonight, um, I'd like to continue that vein or that line of fellowship. Um, I may not have a lot of words, but I can uh, tell you I have a lot of feeling. And sometimes feelings are more important than words. Um, um, One reason is because these few days I have to, I've been assigned three messages for this winter training. And we have just gotten our materials the, the ministering brothers as one of the ministering brothers we have very little time to prepare but we have deadlines to beat and so i have to finish you know recording my three messages by next wednesday and so with other the other kind of burdens that is on my shoulders um I really have to admit to you, to be honest with you, I have not spent that much time preparing for this fellowship, which explains why I don't have many words. However, I hope my feeling or my burden makes up for my lack of preparation. Um... This uh, coming winter training, as you all know, will be on three Old Testament books, and that is the book of Job, uh, then the book of uh, Proverbs, and then also the book of Ecclesiastes. And uh, by far, the book of Job would occupy most of this training, uh, altogether about, uh, I think, uh, seven messages will be given to the book of job and then four messages i think would be dedicated to the book of proverbs and then one only one would be given to the book of ecclesiastes so thank the lord today i recorded the first one <laughs> i that is uh, in the book of job and um the reason I mentioned that is because um, I thought about referencing or saying a few words, actually, from the last chapter of Proverbs to you, sisters, and that is Proverbs 31. Actually, uh, in one of the messages on the book of Proverbs, this training, the last uh, one of the last points, main points, was uh, is in this is uh, this chapter covers this chapter, chapter thirty one, starting with verse ten all the way to verse thirty one, and um, but it doesn't really say that much. Brother Lee in his life studies, on which uh, our crystallization study. Are based on this subject of a worthy woman, a worthy woman. So tonight I would like to just say a few words about this. This is by no means a Bible study or anything like that, it's just my fellowship with you. Um, I like to use this passage as a reference. Now, um, let me uh, just revisit with you, sisters, uh, why are we having these kind of fellowship and why I am uh, getting myself engaged with the church in Long Beach and um, conducting fellowships like this. So you may know that uh, besides some of the church meetings on Lord's Day and I think so far we have done it twice in recent months or the recent times but I actually have a lot of fellowship with several groups of brothers in the church in Long Beach and uh, and based on my request I'm now also having these kind of times with you um, the reason Uh, is this uh, strong burden for the Lord to do something to renew the church life in Long Beach, to have a new beginning. You can use the word to have a reset. You know, you uh, take out your phone and you push the reset button or something like that that means you're gonna wipe off a lot of things good things bad things you just kind of wipe it all off and you're going to reset it to like when you first purchase that device and you you start all over again like that well the church in long beach has been around for decades uh, since the 70s and that's a long time you know i'm married now uh, with my wife Vicki um, um this year is our 40 45th anniversary believe it or not a big year for us um just like that time just just flew by like that and i think the church uh uh, Long Beach was started, uh, Started, I should say, uh, at the latter part of the 70s. I, I think I'm correct. So it's also a church that is over 40 years old. Now that's an old church. It's almost half a century. And so um, <clears throat> just like a human being uh, or... Um, We get old, we age, you know what I mean, Um, just because we live that long. And it is good uh, to have a new beginning, to have a kind of a reset, um, to have a renewal. The organic salvation of God is a work of renewal. You know we have this verse in Second Corinthians four that the old man, or rather the outer man, is being consumed or decaying, but the inner man, the inner man, is being renewed day by day. So there you have it. Something on the other, on the one hand, the out outside, the the outward man, the outer man. Yes, it is decaying, it's decreasing, it is declining, it's slowing down, uh, it's getting older, and inactivity, uh, in activity and strength, in size, even you shrink, you know, uh, when you get old. Uh, that's correct, That that's that takes place. But for us believers, there is hope, and that is, we have an inner man. And that inner man is going through another process, another process. And that process is a process of renewal. Now, of course, our inner man has our spirit, our mingled spirit as the person. And has the life of God as its life. And it has Christ as its person. Um, And that is, he is the one in our spirit in our mingled spirit today. But it also has the soul uh, with the mind, emotion, and will, our inward parts, um, as this new man's faculties. So when we talk about renewal, we really are not talking about the spirit needing to be renewed because the spirit where Christ dwells is always new. It never gets old. What needs to be renewed is actually our soul, our mind, emotion, and will. It is undergoing a renewal process of being renewed by the resurrection life so that this soul of ours would be metabolically transformed, uh, infused with the life of God indeed the resurrection life, and to cause it to overcome death, cause it to reverse the aging process, so to speak, and even to reverse its decline, ever renewing it, enriching it even, and even uplifting it, because these inward parts are necessary for our inner man, For our inner man, they are needed. They are um, these all, um, they with our spirit makes the composite inner man. Um, So, this is what is going on a renewing. And that is part of God's organic salvation in each one of us. Now, collectively, corporately, the church is the same. The church is like a man it's an organism all right it is the organism of the triune god but this man this 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 church definitely has um the life of god it also has um the nature of god we know that the divine nature and this church um as Christ as right and so we know this but this church is also comprised as uh its constituents all of us who are still partly in still in the old creation am i right and so for that reason this part this part and that is our part that means the human part of the church can get old as well, as each of us may get old. So there needs to be a renewal process to renew us. And as much as you and I are renewed, the church of God is being renewed. You know, in uh, Colossians 3, it talks about the new man, which is the church. It says that new man is being renewed. You say, what's going on it's it's a new man how come it still needs to be renewed well very simple because we're part of this new man and we uh, we the human part of this new man are still undergoing this renewal process that i just described each one of us so collectively this the church is also under a renewal process corporately Corporately, So today we're talking about a local church, the church in Long Beach, or where I am, the church in Irvine, the practical church life. In the same way, this church, this church, because it comprises us, also needs to be renewed. A local church can get old. A local church can age because its members are aging. Now, to the extent that the members are being renewed, this church will stay new or be renewed. So, dear sisters, today, we're burdened for a renewal of the church in Long Beach. Not by our doing, not by, you know, just our human uh, activity or endeavor, although that's necessary, but truly by the resurrection life. I mentioned to the church in Long Beach last uh, the pre the last time we met on Lord's Day about when the the two days are over, the third day would come in the Book of Hosea, and the third day refers to what refers. Resurrection. So, resurrection life is what we need to have genuine renewal. Today, for the church in Long Beach to have a renewal, a reset, a new start, a new lease on the church life, our need is the resurrection life. And that resurrection life with the resurrection power, sisters, are available to us, absolutely available. It is part of the divine provisions. Where is that? Or what is that resurrection life? It is Christ. Where is that Christ? This Christ is in our spirit. So today, there's no magic. There's no formula. The way for the church in Long Beach to be rejuvenated, to have a renewal, indeed a revival. The only way is for all of us to touch the resurrection life in our spirit. For that reason, we need to pray very much to touch the resurrection life. When we touch God, when we touch Christ, when we touch the spirit, we will, what, enjoy this resurrection and the power of this resurrection. And this resurrection life will overcome all kinds of death, all kinds of aging, you know, the results of aging, all kinds of oldness, all kinds of, you know, sickness that comes from aging the lack of energy, you know, all part of aging. We can reverse that. We can absolutely can reverse that by touching the spirit again. So I would like to say, dear sisters, in these days, you should take the lead. Don't wait for the brothers to pray and touch the spirit of resurrection. Just just get into Christ, just be filled with this Christ. You know, in Tuesday night, we talk about prayer, right? We talk about prayer with the word. We we talked about the sword of the spirit. We talk about by means of all prayer. All these are very, very practical and practicable. I hope we don't take these just as another message, you know, another kind of, sermon or whatever sisters we just touch the lord we just pray so i still would like to ask you all sisters these days to pray by yourself with a companion or two in your small group you have some sisters in your small group in your in your district or in your neighborhood whatever And just touch the spirit. And pray for the saints. Pray for the church. Uh, Pray for your household. Pray for your husband. Pray for your children. Pray for the other children in the church. Pray for the young people. Pray for the brothers who bear responsibility. You just pray. And you don't pray religiously. You pray really touching the resurrection. I am the resurrection and the life. Just touch that. And you will be revived. You will be revived. And you'll be revived together. Vitalized, you know, in twos and threes as a vital group. So sisters, don't don't think I'm here just talking dreamily, you know, I'm just having this kind of dream. No, 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 no. This is very, very possible. <clears throat> now, uh tonight uh Martin is just very, very simple, and that is to stress again with you how utterly important the sisters are in this process. The brothers are important. Of course they are. But I like to repeat our dear brother Lee's word to us. And I don't know whether you've gotten those two little booklets on the serving sisters in the church life and the loving mothers of the church life. Or not. But there, based on experience, Brother Li said that two thirds of the churches building up, local church building up, depends on the sisters. He particularly cited his experience in that church in old Shanghai in China. You have to realize. That that church closed its doors because it rejected Brother Ni's ministry for six years, from 1942 to 1948. Watchman Ni's ministry was stopped. Uh, there was a turmoil, and that church, Shanghai enter into a decline and eventually almost close its doors. And it was a sister or two in that church that reached out eventually to Brother Witness Lee in northern China to come and help them, which he did. And that opened the door for Watchman Nee's ministry to be resumed. And in a very short, short, almost immediately after his ministry was resumed, a revival was brought in to Shanghai, which then spread to the entire China in those um, difficult days in the late 40s, because that's the time when the uh, communist communist regime took over. <clears throat> but nevertheless, nevertheless, there was a great revival, the greatest revival in China amongst us in our history. Now, the point is this. He brought up this story, Brother Li, to say that he saw with his own eyes that that church in Shanghai was, uh, that church flourished and was built up there. And even in the previous days, prior to that, in the 20s, in the 30s, and in in which years Brother Lee participated in that church life here and there, he saw with his own eyes that two-thirds of the building up of that church Was because of the sisters. Now, I totally, absolutely, 100% agree with him. Based on my own experience. Based on my own experience. The brothers in the church are needed. But even if they are a little short of gift, they're a little weaker, shall we say, this brothers, but if the sisters in that church are strong properly, are spiritual in a proper sense, and they are consecrated and given to the church life, I'll tell you that church will have a way to go on. <clears throat> no, as you all realize, the women is not given women is are not given the position. Now, that's according to God's ordination in this universe and in humankind. There's nothing you or I can do about it. It's God's arrangement. But in the actual practical building up of a local church, it's not a matter of position. It's not a matter of, you know, you're a brother or what. So um, a sister, a sister, actually in the matter of loving the Lord, in the matter of pursuing Christ, in the matter of being spiritual, in the matter of serving the church, and all, all of these things, the gospel, shepherding the believers, you know, um, and, and, and so on and so forth, absolutely can take the lead. It's not a positional matter. It is a functional matter. And if there would be sisters doing that in a local church, that church is blessed. That church is absolutely blessed. I am not here to say these things to butter you up, sisters. I have no no such intention. I am here with a lot of feelings. Rather, a lot of feeling for the church in Long Beach to have a real renewal. And I think we can look forward to that. I really mean that. Sisters, your portion, your part, your role are absolutely critical. Absolutely critical. So um, <clears throat> coming back to this chapter 31 in Proverbs and you don't need to open your bible I'm not here you know doing a bible study I just I'm referring to this chapter wonderful chapter um the last chapter you know I think in any book the the last word is usually pretty important and in the book of Proverbs the last word is on a worthy woman, not on anything else. A worthy woman. Now, if you have time tonight or tomorrow, whatever, these days, check it out. Well, if you sign up for the winter training, you <laughs> that's sort of the book that we're studying. Um, verses uh, 10... <clears throat> Uh, through 31, as I said. Let me just read it to you. You just listen, huh? With no interpretation. I think just reading it, you you get quite impressed. Who can find a worthy woman? For her prize is far above corals. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and delights to work with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She rises also while it is still night and gives food to her household and their task to her serving girls. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants the vineyard. She girds her loins with strength and makes strong her arms. She samples her merchandise to be sure it is good. Her lamp does not go out by night. She lays her hand to the distaff, and her hands hold on to the spindle. She stretches out her hand to the afflicted, and she reaches out her hands to the needy. She does not fear for her household when it snows, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She makes coverings for herself Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and delivers girdles to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she happily looks forward to the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the law of kindness is on her tongue. She watches closely over the ways of her household, and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also. And he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done worthily but you surpass them all. Grace is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears Jehovah, she will be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. I think this is... uh, Worthy of some pray reading, you know, I think. Now, um, who is this worthy woman? Well, uh, Brother Lee would say that this woman, number one, typifies the church, you know, the New Testament church. And it does. And of course, the husband refers to Christ. And Clearly, such a worthy church um, would be just uh, uh, estimable, honorable uh, to her husband. Such a church, if there is such a church. But it also refers to the saints who love the Lord. All the saints, brothers, sisters, actually in the eyes of of the Lord, we're all female. We're all women. In the eyes of God, we're all women. There's only one male in the universe, and that's God. There's only one husband in the universe, and that's Christ. So in this sense, this would point to all the saints, including me. And I will tell you when I read the passage that I just read to you, within my heart, I said, Lord, make me such a woman. Me, Lord, make me such a worthy woman. I do pray this way. And I pray for the brothers in the same way. But tonight, because I'm talking to sisters, I would like to say that, to me, this worthy woman surely, surely refers to the sisters in the church life, very pragmatically. The sisters, all description here in poetic form, are just beautiful, are just so valuable so much to be treasured. And, you know, I thought of, uh, you know, a couple of verses in Proverbs, you know, you're talking about this worthy woman. Uh, I think in chapter 12, verse four, it says this, this Proverbs. It says, a worthy woman Is the crown of her husband. Is the crown of her husband. You know, the church should be the crown of Christ. And we all, brothers and sisters, should be the crown of the Lord. But, sisters, a worthy woman is the crown of her. Husband, and, and, and there's also another two verses here uh, in chapter 18 and 19 of Proverbs. In 1822, it says, Whoever finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from Jehovah. In 19 verse 14, House, I'd like all the husbands to listen to this. House and wealth are an inheritance from fathers. But a prudent wife is from Jehovah. I mean, money or wealth you can inherit from men. From But a prudent wife, a worthy wife, comes from only one place, and that is from God, from Jehovah. What can I say? I uh, thank the Lord for my dear wife. She is from Jehovah to me. From Jehovah to me. I really mean this. And if we have sisters in the church life that serve, that takes care of their husband, um, both in the sense of Christ, right? Your husband and your husband, real husband uh, in this life and who takes care of her husband both the church as God's family and household and your own household your own household with your children your family in this kind of a way in this in the way that I just read with that kind of diligence with that kind of care um with that kind of um, commitment, um, with that kind of love, um, sisters, um, I tell you, what can I say? <clears throat> this household and this marriage is blessed. Is blessed. What a lady here! My, you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of what I shared with you last uh, two weeks, two Saturdays ago, on Romans 16, about Phoebe. You know the first greeting that the apostle made. It's not about it's not about apostles, it's about Phoebe. A what? A deaconess of the church in Sancria, a patroness. You remember I shared with you a patroness of the church and even of Paul. And Paul said, take care of her, you saints in Rome. Take care of her because she, she is worthy, worthy Of your care. She is an honorable lady. Take care of her because she took care of many. I have seen sisters like that. I surely have in the Lord's recovery. There in the Far East, where I came from, and also here in the West, I surely have seen that. They take care of their husband, their family, children, their household. They take care of the church. They take care of the Lord's servants, the ministers of Christ. They take care of the elders, the leading brothers. They take care of the saints in the church. They take care of the young people in the church they take care of the children of the church i don't mean everyone takes care of all this but i'm saying however the lord burdened them or uh, 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 you know uh, assigned to them they took care of god's family my and of course they're not brothers So they don't sit up there. They are not, you know, taking over. They are not, you know, ruling this or that. They know their place. They know their place. But, oh, they take the lead. They enterprised. They serve. And just like so many of those sisters did in Romans 8, 16. You know, today, you know, in this age, culturally, we're big on these things on feminism and women's lib. Well, that's kind of an old stuff. Feminism and break the glass ceiling and all of this. I tell you, sisters, you don't need to break no glass ceiling. That glass ceiling is broken centuries ago. Just read the Bible. Just read the Bible. My, you know, I have here, right? I gave a conference or something in, in what? In uh, Cerritos, right? Uh, With these, with this, with this, right? Remember this? 48 lessons I have here. And... Uh, the first 24 are on principles related to the sisters, two of those messages I gave in Cerritos a couple of years back. And the other 24 of the 48 covers the cases and examples, Old and New Testament. <clears throat> and my goodness, my goodness, dear sisters, these are liberated women, all right? These are... <laughs> They, they they just so active, so serving, so crucial, so valuable to the Lord, to God, and to the nation of Israel, and to the church. What can I say? What can I say? It's just, I don't have the word, it's just Beautiful. It's just absolutely beautiful. And now we come back to the, uh, well, let me finish this thought of mine. And that is, you know, why these women or these sisters, whatever call them, why did they do this? Why did they do this? I think it's very simple. I think it's very simple. They love their husbands. They love their children. They love the church. And they love the saints. So that's all. That's all. They're not in this for pay. They're not in this for a name. You know, just like a mother taking care of her children or raising up her children, she doesn't do this for for a salary. She did it because these are her own. And this household is hers. And she just did it. She just does it. For love. Almost for Nothing else. And the sisters that I have witnessed, far east here, whatever, same. There's something that is common among them. Something that you couldn't quite put your finger on, but you feel it. And you touch it. There's a spirit there. There's a kind of heart there. They just love the Lord. They... they, they, just just like all those Marys there's six Marys you know in the New Testament at least six they just follow the Lord around (laughs) they care less they just love the Lord and they love what the Lord loves and that is the church and that is the Lord's children the Lord's people They just love. And they care for the Lord's household, the Lord's church. You know, I love the hymn. I think you all agree with me. 852 in the hymnal. Thy dwelling place, O Lord, I love. It is thy church so blessed. It is the joy and hearts delight and where thy heart finds rest for her thyself thou gavest Lord that she be thine complete for her I too my body give thy heart's desire to meet for her thou hast become my life that she my living be for her I would forsake myself, that she be filled with thee. The church is thy beloved bride, thou in thy body seen. She is my joy and heart's desire, the one on whom I lean. In her, thy full supply, O Lord, thou dost to me impart in her Am I possessed by thee to satisfy thy heart? Thy dwelling place, O Lord, I love. It is thy church, thy home. In it I would forever live and never longer roam. One of my favorite hymns. And if we would all have such a heart, for the church of God, for the church where we are, for the church in Long Beach, I have no doubt within me that a renewal, a revival will take place. (laughs) Well, dear sisters, as I said, I don't have many words tonight. I only have a lot of feeling. And I'm full of feeling. Uh, I'm a brother, so I have to function like a brother. I have no choice about that. But in my heart, in my spirit, and, and I gave this testimony many times, I feel like a sister, and I want to be a sister. Um, And in a good sense, I am a sister in the eyes of the Lord, just to serve in a sisterly way, you know, in this kind of a way, like this worthy woman. Um, This is why. Although in the local church, there are no such thing as sister elders, right? No elders. But in the local church, in the second, the other office in a local church called the deaconship, there are deaconesses. So in terms of position of authority, that's not the sister's role. But in terms of service, helps, support. Goodness, the door is wide open to the sisters. Today, if the sisters in Long Beach have this grace from the Lord... And I believe many of you are already serving in this way, I trust. But I really like to see more young sisters serving in this way. So that there's a culture in the local church of of this kind of sister's life. Um... I say again, to serve in what? I would say the first thing is to serve in your own family, in your own marriage. This is a big one. You know, I have another much thicker uh, three-ring binder where I have Many, many lessons on the family, the family life. I'm very, very burdened about this. How to raise up children. How to have a godly family. We need to preach the gospel and gain people. But almost more importantly we need to raise up our own Timothys and Tituses from our own children. <clears throat> so the first thing you need to take care of is your husband, your children, your family. Now, I'm not here to do what's so-called focus on family, right? That's not my ministry. But I also realized that for a church to be be strong, a local church to be strong, the families and marriages must be strong. For a church to be spiritual, the marriages and the families must be spiritual. So that's very important. The second thing, obviously, is what is the church life. The church life that the sisters would be faithful to serve the church of God in a very practical way, in so many areas, so many areas. Practical areas, people areas, in all ways, all areas. You know, look at this Proverbs she sold she, she 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 planted a vineyard she sells merchandise this is quite the lady this is like a business woman there you know very enterprising but all and she gives to strangers and the needy very hospitable uh, so when it snows no problem there's food there's clothes because she prepare things for the church, she was not idle. She, she, her, she opened her mouth, wisdom comes out. You know, sisters, by the way, uh, you should know the truth and the Lord's word so that when you care for the young and the needy, you open your mouth, something of the Lord's word and wisdom comes out. And so on and so forth. So, okay, all right. Um, and then thirdly, as I always mention, or, or particularly, <clears throat> uh, for the sisters to s- particularly serve in prayer. In prayer, the brothers need to pray absolutely, but sisters in prayer. When uh, Peter was rescued from the by the angel in the prison, the first thing she went to is the house of the mother of John Mark, and there a considerable number of believers would gather in her home, pray. She must herself be a praying one. Um, By the way, I'm just speaking whatever comes to my mind. Another place, another woman that earned this title, the worthy woman, guess who she is in the Old Testament. Take a guess. (laughs) It's Ruth. Ruth. moabitess you know eventually she married boaz right you know boaz and naomi said i think naomi you know the the mother-in-law said she would not go after some young young men you know she can hope she could have you know as a widow no but she would marry this Boaz, who is not a young, young man. Uh, to, so that she would have, this next of kin, would have uh, descendants, you know, according to the law. And so, uh, and because of this, She became, this Moabitess, who could not enter into Jehovah's congregation for generations, became a grandmother of Jesus Christ. You know, it's interesting. Boaz, her mother, is actually a prostitute. Uh, Rahab and his wife is a Moabitess the product of incest uh, between um, um, Lot and uh, his daughters can you believe it? can you believe it? two women of ill repute became grandmothers of the Lord in the flesh. Of course, this speaks about God's wisdom and the Lord's redeeming grace, of course. What a picture. Here, My point, back to my point, is that it says, Naomi, I think, said to uh, Ruth, you are a worthy woman you are a worthy woman <clears throat> that is so touching so touching of course you know she was the one who said wherever you go i would go you know you know the story <clears throat> she would not leave the other sister-in-law dropped out she would not She would take care of her mother-in-law and follow her back to Israel. There's just something, sisters, I don't know what to say in all these cases and, and examples in the Old and in the New Testament of sisters of women who just have that something in them for... God for God's interest, for God's people, for God's kingdom. They just have that and they live that way, bringing in tremendous, tremendous blessing. So um, I stop here because it's nine o'clock. Now uh please do not feel I'm dropping this on you like some big you know, you better be like this. No, don't don't take it that way. All right, don't take it that way. <clears throat> no, I'm speaking this to inspire myself, and I hope that it will also inspire you as well. <clears throat> In the coming days, months, years The Lord will be doing much in Long Beach, in this area, that area, according to his leading. We need you sisters. We absolutely need every one of you. To follow the footsteps of the flock, to follow the direction of the church, and pray and serve the church in long beach will have a bright future i just stop here and uh uh, talking about prayer uh, one of the early hymns i wrote uh, i like to uh, send it to you sisters just to you sisters it's called, some of you may have heard it, it's called melt in his presence. Melt in his presence. His means means God, means the Lord. <clears throat> and that phrase, melt in his presence, is a word from St. Augustine. Well, I shouldn't say St. Augustine, we're all saints. From Augustine, the great theologian, who wrote the famous book, the city of God. Um, uh, And he used that phrase, meld in his presence. I love it the moment I read it. I love it. And so based on that, I wrote a hymn. And uh, it's it's quite a sweet hymn. Uh, And it has to do with our personal fellowship with the Lord. Um, if you like it, I can send it to brothers, and the brothers can forward it to you. The tune is "Abide, uh, abide with me." Abide, abide with me. A very a great Anglican hymn the hymn that is purportedly what the band played on the deck of the sinking Titanic, the tune. The tune, Abide With Me or something. So it can be sung to that tune. Uh, Wait a minute. Um, Hannah, you, you sang a song for me. We want this one, right? It's another one, huh? Yeah, it was a, a different one. The, um, it's another one, right? It's a different one, right? Yeah, I, I asked her to help me a little bit. So, so, so you didn't don't know even even this one. So, uh, I'll send it to. Uh, 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 Joe, to you? Yeah, you right? can send it to me. I'll pass it on to the sisters. Then you can uh, send it to the sisters. Sure. and uh, You can enjoy it. Amen. It's my Amen. little gift to you.